Are you Irene? Such fucking douchebag. I, I swear to God, I did read it today. I read them both. I skimmed the last one, though, quickly. Which the one? Fir- Yesterday's? Uh, yeah, tomorrow's? Tomorrow. T- <laughs> ah, welcome to the Jeez, bottom of the Jesus. table. No, you're the one that's fucking it all up. Are you even drinking today? Nope, it's been a great day. Thank you. Really? He's fat Rich, he's a lot fatter than us, so that was those fat cells store a lot of alcohol, so it just slowly bleeds into his gut constantly like all day. It's like a potato. It's fermenting inside of me. Boom. All right, all right, Red Bliss. <laughs> you, you do look like a potato. <laughs> oh, my Red Bliss. I don't even look red. I'm just going to start calling you a different brand of potato from here on out. You only can probably name three. All right, yellow potato. <laughs> I thought he was going sweet potato there. <laughs> definitely thought he was going sweet. You're definitely not a sweet potato. Or a russet. You're a russet, more of a russet brown <laughs> wow. tomato. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a potato. When yeah, it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> You're some kind of fat spud. That's yeah, they make, they make fucking purple potatoes. These weird color ones now. It's fucking weird. Oh, I don't live that lifestyle that you so have. So your favorite salad is potato. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually mayonnaise with a side of potato. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest. And an egg, hard-boiled egg. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you got to get the – he takes the white out and just soaks, sucks on the yolk. Yeah. That's straight <laughs> fat content. Yeah. Sure, thing, sure thing, golden brown. Welcome to some sports show, Fat Tuesday Weekend Roundup, September 14th. Uh, Welcome to the show. That's more than three bitch tits. I like how he he gave you one finger as he said three. Well, he wants that's show, how the man. Rain Man operates. Yeah. His mind's t- telling him one thing, and his body's telling him, "No way, I could have done that." Sure thing, potato tits. <laughs> tater, hey tater, <laughs> hey tater tits. You can make French fries and tater tots. Ooh, you know what goes good with tater tits? White Birch Brewing down in National New Hampshire, right address, please. Four sixty Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Get on down to White Birch Brewing. Uh, check out some games. It's football season. Flat screen is running. The flights are flowing. Uh, head on down to the brewery. If you can't make it there, get it at your local beer store, wherever you get it. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you white birch brewing. Uh, boys, of course, we are going to be heavy on the New England Patriots as they piss their game away to the Miami Dolphins. Yet again, these fucking Dolphins just as mediocre to poor of a franchise as you can find in the nfl always seem to have the patriots number at least one time a year uh brian flores what's the what is it actually now three, three and two, two. no against yeah. belichick whoop de doo has a, uh, a fact check has have the dolphins made the playoffs in that no. period of time nope uh no gotcha uh and that's okay we're not going to spend time shitting on the dolphins who inevitably will be uh, somewhere in the middle or at the bottom out of the playoffs uh, I, I want to first touch on this fucking moral victory cloud that's floating around New England with Mac Jones looking as good as he did 
when did when did everyone become a fucking green teamer that roots for the Patriots? Like we demand excellence for 20 years. Now you have one bad year. Tom Brady's not here anymore. So we're taking fucking moral victories. No, 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 no. Rich, this goes back to Seattle last year. Moral victory when Cam threw for 397 yards and you lost at the one yard line. We almost made it. We almost won. We almost won. This isn't a moral victory. It pisses me off. This, it, ugh, never mind. Keep going, Rich. Two hundred fifty million dollars spent in this offseason. You went seven and nine. Uh, by the way, you let the greatest player in professional sports walk out the door. He won his seventh Super Bowl in your freaking eyeball, and he went out Thursday night and looked like he was twenty eight years old. And that's all connected. You can't get away from that. You cannot come out here and have another crappy season as Tom Brady goes and competes for another Super Bowl. It's well, there's all one thing. Connected. Tampa can't do a Super Bowl banner raising. They have plaques. What a pussy night. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know why we don't. Why don't we touch you on that? Let's put it on like a slow day to talk to that because we got a lot to get to on the football. But I I agree with you. And bottom line, the way you lost this game, fumbling at the – five yard line with less than with three minutes or so left with, you know, after everything pretty much played out the way you thought it was going to, you knew to, to, was going to throw a shitty pick. You got the turnover Mac gets you down there and then you fumble it away. That it's just very uncharacteristics football to lose like that. You can never count it as a moral victory. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Uh, obviously I think everyone's going to point to the penalties and undisciplined play the four uh, fumbles Two losses, two loss, eight yep. penalties for 84 yards. The Dolphins only had five for 28 yards. Um, the offense was the main culprit in the in the penalty barrage. Uh, I'll just give you a couple of them, and then we'll go from there. Isaiah Wynn was the first one, first big one anyway, with that holding that negated. wasn't quite a touchdown by, by uh, Harry um, Harris, but he was basically right at the goal line. That came back. They settle for a field goal. Ramadama ding dong fumbles the ball in the next possession or the possession after that. That pissed me off because he didn't even fucking go for the football. He just thought he was down. And that be a fucking man and get get up and get the football. You notice he didn't see the field again until Dion uh until Damian Harris's helmet got knocked into his face. He didn't see the field at all. And I think and they said it on the radio today, too. The only reason he was on there is because one, it was Brandon Bolden, him and Harris were the only three backs. For whatever stupid reason, you decided to bench JJ Taylor for the start of game, who looked very good in the offense. And oh, sorry, James White was in there too, but he's not really a he's not really a back that can run the football. Like I think JJ Taylor looks like a, a guy that can kind of do like the Dion oh. Lewis role. You know what I mean? So it's like that that. That, that one pissed me off the most. I mean, I replay, it probably wasn't a fumble. His ass was oh, probably but, down, but they called it on the field, and it, that's lack of effort. I guarantee he, he might not see the field again this uh, this week well, against there, the Jets. There's a reason that Belichick is, um, you know, reputation is he doesn't play rookies, specifically running back rookies. Now, that's more towards uh, pass blocking, and a lot of running back rookie running backs aren't good at pass blocking by the way stevenson we got that. fucking blown up on his <laughs> yeah. one play back after the funnel fumble and pass blocking but yeah, and roberts I, I lit him up 100 he cam newton that fumble he refused to go after it after it came out thinking that he was already down and you know what buddy play to the whistle especially on this team and I'm, I'm glad that's still around i'm glad that's still around the new england patriots you get benched as a rookie if you fumble the ball it's not all fucking show ponies and unicorns down there uh at this point at least uh, yeah and feels if, that way now and also for what it's worth if you you saw one of the last drives that i think in the game they had brandon bolden back there instead of uh stevenson you know that's telling something because once harris came back healthy you know, they always question. They probably checked him for a concussion. The, the helmet smashed him in the face. You know that they brought him in, but after that, it was Brandon Bolden. 
So yep. you might not see, you might see JJ Taylor get out and it just, you got to question a little bit that your running back depth at this, at this point, if, if the kid's not ready to play, he looked good against some scrubs, third, fourth stringers in the preseason. If this is how it's going to be, there was questions coming out of college at Oklahoma with him holding on the football. We, well, the yeah. question is too, that Damian Harris, they ran him through the ground on fucking Sunday. He's not going to make a full season. How many carries did he have? 15, 16? Yeah, but he was tired. He was already taking out blows. He was in the game constantly. No, I think he had, tw- he had over 20 carries. 23, he, he's running lower, too. Do you notice that? He's not running He's running a little bit lower. We were concerned about that end of the game. Uh-huh. Guess what? Not low enough because he lost the fucking ball uh, to lose the game. Um, let me just give you this sequence, which I think really was kind of the not the backbreaker. Obviously, you had a chance to win, but I think if you took care of business in this sequence and weren't fucking around, you could have you could have won this game by ten or more. Uh, I'm talking about the third quarter here. So first possession, you got Brandon Bolden. By the way, gets it in the end zone and takes it out. Brandon Bolden, you're back there to catch the ball and sit down. You got sure hands. You don't have fast feet. You don't so, even have to catch it anymore. As soon as it hits the fucking end go. zone, it's a, t- it's a touchback. Mistake number one. Mistake number two. He got it out to whatever it was, 25, close to the 25-yard line, normal starting position, a little shorter. Brandon King gets bagged for a holding. You're back at the nine-yard line to start that drive with a rookie quarterback trying to you know, come back from down seven. Uh, that possession, you had that Justin Huron holding call. Oh. Awful call. Mac Jones makes a nice play. 30 yards down the field to Kendrick Bourne. Was that the one where he weaved around? Yeah. Went down that got, oh, that was a fucking beat. His ankles got broke and then he had to hold them. So yeah. that play came back. Um, there were three Ooh, also got penalties benched. on that drive. Three of them. Uh, it's the same drive, though, that Mac Jones had that beautiful third and 11 wheel route to James White. <laughs> Bucket. That thing was dude, nice. You can't do that any dude, better. Can. Imagine Cam trying to do Cam tried that last year. He'd hit the <laughs> defender in the back of the helmet. Like <laughs> dude, that that was perfect too. Like right to the sideline. He had a chance to catch it and run up the field. Oh God. That we haven't seen that in a couple of years. Even Brady to White, that wasn't, you know, we haven't really seen that for a couple of years because even that Brady to White tandem kind of lost his team. It might have been uh, this wheel out that looks this good. Like if he can hit that, I mean that's a big start. You think Brady and Shane Vereen back in the day, they used to send Vereen alone deep. by himself deep they don't do that with james white they don't do a lot of wheel routes with james Wright. they they line him up all over and let him catch a lot of pass out of the backfield wheel wheel routes like that nah that was shane green territory and he was it's catching tough. 40 50 yard touchdowns out of the backfield diving yeah, that i mean the end zone and honestly honestly bill that that 30 yard wheel route is an easier throw than the 16 to 20 yard wheel route that that jones just threw because you got to kind of go up and over as opposed to out and you know uh, I don't want to spend going nuts over Mac Jones. We'll get to him here, but that was a, that was a beautiful throw. That's yeah. A, I mean, he made big boy he, throw. He made a quite a few big boy throws, but and a couple other ones, he looked lost as fuck. Well, we'll get there. So uh, this possession, the first on, in the first, in the third quarter, uh, they get down after that. We're out. They settle for the field goal. Um, that's the one where, where Mac Jones went back shoulder to Bourne on, on the far side. I thought Jones had a little bit more time there. He probably could have waited in the pocket. Um, he seemed to get sped up a little bit in the red zone. Again, we'll get there. Next possession, you're down 17 to 13. This was the Matthew Judon 15-yard unnecessary roughness on the kickoff. Backs you up half the distance to the goal. Just uncharacteristic. I don't think we'll see Matthew Judon make that type of unnecessary roughness play again this year, 
I did, they what? didn't show the replay, though. I wanted to see what actually happened because all you saw was a swarm of dolphins around him and just Matthew Judon just in the middle of all of them. So I want to know what the hell happened on that. Yeah, I'm fine with those. Honestly, I'm fine, kind of fine with those penalties. I mean, there's a place and time for him. I like the toughness. You haven't really seen a lot of Patriots toughness, like not dirtiness, but like just bringing that fucking defensive swagger. Like he's not a fake tough guy like Kyle Van Noy or Dante Hightower. I think this guy's the one guy who's going to really smack you in the mouth. And I thought he showed it. You know, I thought Judon was, I thought him and Josh Usain were two of your better defenders on the, on the field. He had a that good play, game. And I don't disagree with you totally about the, um, the toughness thing, but when you're down four. In yeah, the no, there's a time. What I said, what I said, there's a time and a place for it. And that was definitely not the time for it, but I think overall he had a, Pretty damn good game running off the edge. He yeah. blew up was it Leonberg or whatever it was, just ran his ass right fucking over the interception. He fucking hit to it. He murdered to it. Murdered him. <laughs> Even the announcer said it on the game. They're like, oh, that, that's when you know it's a big good hit. You know, we like Judon, but we also like calling uh, people out for their shit. And that was a bad play when you're down by four. Uh, same drive here. First play of that drive was the other nice play that Mac Jones had to uh, Kendrick Bourne. He Bourne makes a couple good plays, whatever it was, 19, 20 yards uh, on that. Wiped out because of a Shaq Mason blindside hit that might have been New Ephesus. But they're new, gonna, new the emphasis week in the NFL. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna pay attention to these rules. They're gonna call it. And he, the, why are you fucking hitting somebody from behind? You, they've been calling that for years anyway. Like you yeah, just, it used to be called clipping. The play's over. Like just fucking so stupid. That brought him back. Mac Jones gets back again. I believe this was the the drive that he had. That he had two nice third down conversions backpedaling back throw with the rush coming at him. One was the Jacoby Myers. One was Hunter Henry, basically the same drag route. And he laid it up there nice and soft. They both slid for it and got the first down. <laughs> Henry, Hunter Henry didn't catch Hunter Henry. Didn't catch it. <laughs> I think that, oh, no. I oh, think yeah. they hit the turf and I was surprised. They didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't challenge have that one. And no, they he, didn't had, even... he had the nice one on the third down, but yeah, uh, maybe I'm thinking of Myers or Henry. Yeah. Were, one <clears> of them had, uh, it was Henry that you're talking about. And he dropped the ball. He didn't catch it. Yeah, but I mean, you th- those sequences you you think are what? Those are th- what? There's a couple three probably three different drives in there. You have 14 play drives, and you you got a field goal each drive. You you know that that's huge. Well, like, yeah, the, that, I mean, this... and these are what's re- leading to it is just stupid penalties. And you saw it when you're getting down close, holding penalty, driving back, and it puts you right at that field goal range. And you you can't beat teams, especially good teams, playing kind of vanilla sloppy offense like this. No. No, you can't. And it stalls you out. And, you know, especially with the rookie quarterback, keep going back to it. How many times, you know, how many times can you go into the bucket? That was the drive that they had the third and four. Uh, he missed through to Jacoby Myers on the little, uh, whatever you call it, on the little outrun there. They probably had the first down if it's a good throw. Settle for the field goal. Uh, down 17 to 16. You get the interception. You get the two a pick that you knew was coming. You go down and you fumble the ball away. So it was just it felt like the whole day was mistake, mistake, overcome it, mistake, mistake, overcome it, stay within the game. If you just played a clean game, you probably win by 14 going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. I mean, even if you convert, like I said, two, three, 14 play drives and you get nine points out of it, you convert one of those to a touchdown. You're winning the game. You know what I mean? Or two of them until you know, four, that's your 14 points right there. Like when are, when are these drives? That's, that's offense from last year where Cam Newton would march down to the red zone. And what would happen? Like, that's a big problem. Like it, and it's carrying over to week one. I know it's a rookie quarterback, but like switch, fix that up, finish these fucking drives. And you're running away with this game against Miami, regardless of these mistakes that you made, like 
those two, three drives, because they only had three scoring drives. Once in the first half, right at the fucking coming out of their first opening kickoff, they scored right real quick at, at the two minute warning and then right out of halftime. That's You're talking it. about the Dolphins now. The Dolphins. Like, that's it. You, you fucking flip one of those 14 play drives. You're winning the game. Like, with regardless of these mistakes, you're winning the fucking football game. Yeah, you dominated the game, right? I mean, they dominated in time of possession. They dominated in yards. Uh, they had two almost 200 more yards than them, uh, 13 minutes more of time of possession. Uh, you had better – you were in control of the game. Does it make you, as the homer of the panel, does it make you uh, feel a little bit confident that this is the type of shit that we should probably – not see moving forward based on the history of Bill Belichick. And if you did clean that up, then you're probably in a better position uh, to win these games. Do you have that? Like, uh, well, at least these can be uh, mistakes that can be fixed kind of feeling. No, because you know why? This is the National Football League. You only get 17 games of this shit. And if you're already losing the first week and being all optimistic, being like, yeah, we can fix it. No, you got to go out and win. It's fucking Sunday. You got to go out there, win these games going ahead. You want it. The Bills, they gave you a present by losing to the Steelers. You should have won yesterday. You should be first place in this division right now, all alone. You shouldn't be back. back. I think we're last because of points uh, four or points allowed, one or the other. I know we're like last place right now in the division by that. Toronto just, Blue Jays also scored like 15 teams yesterday in the NFL gone. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's just, it's just sad. And the other thing that too, is that there's one person that's very happy after watching all that. And that is Mr. Stefan Gilmore sitting at home laughing because JC Jackson is not the clear number one cornerback on his team. He cannot play the number one cornerback position. We need Stefan Gilmore back after he gets off the pup list because this defense was built around having two shutdown corners, not one and a half, uh, half a uh, cornerback. So that's all. Um, remind me the last time, Rich, if you, if you will, what happened with Devontae Parker and Stefan Gilmore, the number Smoked. one cornerback. Can you, can you remind our uh, friend here? So like, don't, re- don't rely well, week on 17, uh, like, lost your bye week because Devontae Parker smoked the, Stephon Gilmore. So would you rather have Stephon Gilmore getting smoked or Jalen Mills on the outside fucking getting, look, we'll get to the defense, read the anyone. email, uh, Bill, we'll, Greg, we'll get to the defense. Uh, to, to answer you, I'd rather have Stephon Gilmore. Certainly, they could have used him that well, game. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, he, Devontae, Devontae Parker is a Patriots, he, he's a he Patriots killer. But I don't like, understand why Bill hasn't gone out and fucking signed him. He yeah, signed every other fucking Patriots killer over the career from the Dolphins. Before we get to the defense and before we get to Mac Jones, which is next, I want to bring this up, Bill. We had a text exchange about it. I put, I put this loss, if we're going to pick, you know, where does this loss lie? Defense offense, Mac Jones, Mac Jones is at the bottom. Bill Belichick is right at the top. This Mm -hmm. is a, this is a coaching loss, not only because of the sloppiness, the penalties less so on the fumbles. I mean, that's your players. You got to hold on to the fucking ball, but you just mentioned it the way that they handled the red zone. They got conservative. They got tight. They managed that. Like, I don't know, Peyton Manning and the Indiana Colts in the early two thousands, they, their butthole shrunk up and, and, I'll let you speak on that, Bill. But to your point, Ray, where they missed an opportunity with the – it feels like the Celtics. Like, you, all these teams in the past two years that would be normally be dominant, the Warriors, the Lakers, go down with injuries or COVID or whatever else, and you missed your window to go get a championship. The Patriots have missed their window to take an early lead, and that's inexcusable. And I blame it on, the, I blame it on Bill. I blame it on the coaches. I'll – Give, I'll agree slightly on the coach's aspect, but I put Josh McDaniels square at the top of that list. I think he's the, the big reason why they lost. You had, you know, your, your run game was tearing him up in the first half. You know, you went conservative. You saw what you did in the second half when you kind of opened up Mac Jones. Why aren't you attacking 
Miami early. You were moving the ball with the run game and you were being too conservative on offense to open the game. And then again, I just referenced three 14 play drives. You got, you stalled in the red zone. It's the same shit we saw last year. You have a new quarterback that was completing 75% of his throws. You spent a hundred million dollars on two fucking tight ends for a two tight end offense. Why did you not activate Hunter Henry until late in the second half, three catches for what? 39 yards. You know, you were trying to get John o. Smith available. I think he had four catches in a couple yeah. of, what well, had five catches in the end around, which he fumbled on. Luckily, David Andrews fucking got it. But like, why aren't you guys like involving these tight ends more? This is a coaching decision. And it's Josh McDaniels. He's the main reason they lost your defense. I don't care how, poorly they may have played they only gave up 17 points you're supposed to win these fucking games and it's josh mcdaniel's vanilla fucking offense i get it rookie quarterback but you he was 75 percent of his completions and two tight ends you need to fucking throw it he was ridiculous against the blitz ridiculous on third down and you go vanilla 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 and try to burn out the clock in the late in the fourth quarter that's on josh mcdaniel's and then he led to a fucking fumble you're down one throw a fucking touchdown go for two and then hold them like now, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, uh, I do. I, under, I understand that, but I don't know if that's all McDaniel's. I think Belichick has a big say in what they're going to do when they get in there. He'll so and, we, par- and, we partially agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if Bill says run, McDaniel's picks to play. You know, sometimes Bill will give McDaniel's the reign to kind of do what he wants, but I'm guessing at the end of the game, Bill Belichick is making that call run. Hey, time to run. Three minutes left. Let's burn two and get in the end zone or kick a field goal. That's a Belichick call, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, all right, let's get to the boy of the day, Mac Jones. You want some boner stats? Feel a little mm-hmm. bit better about this after some yep. trashing them, bringing them down. Uh, 29 of 39, 281 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, 14 of 18 for 112 yards when blitzed. Not bad. 14 of 19 for 102 yards when hurried or hit. He got hit nine times, sacked once. He was taking some shots and getting back up. That was one thing that was pretty evident. Uh, in a clean pocket, 15 of 20 with 179 yards and a touchdown. He was only the fourth player ever to complete 70% of his passes or more with 275 yards and at least one touchdown and no picks. First since 1950. Bill, you remember those days. Yeah, um, Otto Graham. Seven yards <laughs> and attempt. Uh, kid was good. The kid was good. Did he pass the smell test for you guys? Yep. He looks good, legit. Right? He, no, he looks like Jit. You know, uh, the other five quarterbacks that were drafted, he had the best day of all of them. He actually looked better than some of the uh, NFL quarterbacks that have been in the league for a few years now. He looked better than Tua for sure. But, yeah, he definitely passed the smell test. He looked like a legit quarterback for this league, and he looks like he's going to be a quarterback for this team for years to come. He can lead this team. Yeah, I like everything. You know, the intangibles, um, I think, are there. He's saying all the right things. He's got the Belichick uh playbook up at the up at the pressers that's for sure and i don't know how much of it is a belichick thing i i just and i don't maybe it's all saban too he's in you know those two systems and he's just all business but um not a whole lot to bitch about i will i think you know first of all his first backdrop uh first drop back was almost ugly (laughs) almost he spun around and threw it in his feet behind him yeah that was tough that was bad Uh, that was tough. But after that, he clearly composed himself. He did look a little bit um, sped up at times. It felt like in the first half, uh, once they got him in shotgun and once they started getting him in rhythm and letting him throw the ball and knock it around, he looked good. He looked really good. That To your point, Bill, they probably should have done that sooner, but they had him. 
surprisingly to me, they had him on some training wheels to start this game. I didn't think they'd start off as conservative as they did. And then in the ends in the red zone, maybe that's why they went to those calls. Cause he did look sped up in the red zone. I mentioned that play to born. We tried to go back shoulder. He had more time there. Um, they brought a couple three man rushes in the red zone when they were close and he, he sped up his clock. Uh, so, so that's one thing to think about, but yeah, he was, he was terrific. He was absolutely terrific for a rookie in his first game. They should have got that win the way that he played. Yeah. I mean, I think one of our, our Friday show, we were talking like, what would it look like on offense? I mean, pretty much what we expected Jimmy Garoppolo to look in Arizona, 24, 33, 264 and a touchdown, pretty similar to what Mac did. You know, Mac had more, more yards, more, more attempts, but he was right there. LeGarrette Blunt in that game and 22 carries. So it was right there with Damian Harris. I mean, they, it was pretty much identical run. I mean, he ran some more plays on offense, but you're, you're basically identical to what Jimmy Garoppolo did. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty much like Mac Jones did in that game. Against you're talking Arizona. about the Arizona, when Arizona uh, game, his first career start, 2006 career start when uh, Brady yep. was suspended for deflating. Yeah. Yeah. His first career start. I mean, that's what we, ex- I kind of expected. And his, like I said, the numbers were almost identical and, you know, un- unfortunately this game didn't turn out the way it is, but he passed the eye test. You know, I mean, it's a good rookie debut. I mean, he's turnover free. That was huge. He was the best rookie quarterback out there. And again, I mentioned, oh shit, I can't, I, he was number two in, in deep balls, like quarterback rating and deep balls behind only Brady. So, I mean, that that's, and what are the, that's, that's 20 huge. yards or more, right? 20 yards or more is, is considered a deep ball. And he was 96 rating. Brady was like 97.2 or 97.4. So, I mean, that's some pretty fucking good numbers for a rookie quarterback. It was noticeable. Bill, you've mentioned a couple of times the 14 play drives. It was notable, noticeable that I can't think of one quote unquote shot that they took downfield. The one, the, yeah, one, the one that um, Jacoby Myers that Jason McCourty. That's broke the one up. I'm going to reference because that was like 30 was yards down the field. That, that was, was a, the only one. That was a dime, and, and then McCourty made a fucking great play. Got there right as the ball did. I mean, that was that but was, that was about mean, it. We saw no go routes like we saw the the no. Nikhil Harry where he turfed himself. Um, we we saw nothing like that even in the even in the route tree. Like the receivers weren't even running them. So he didn't even throw it in the end zone either. Well, the problem was it looks right. like they were tacking it underneath, but. You know, the, you got a question: Do they have their wide receivers to do it? As much as Nelson Aguilar led the league in what um, catch receptions or yardage, what's like seventeen point nine or something yardage per catch or whatever. But like, is he really that guy that you can go deep with? I think Max got good arm strength. He's you know he's got as good as arm strength that Brady did coming out. What are you laughing at? Oh, I thought you were laughing. Sorry. No, I was yawning. I was trying not to. Make uh, it no, he's checking to make sure uh, his penis was still there. He does it time to time because <laughs> the football hangs I mean, over. He can't just see yeah, it. He's got to do it a little bit. You gotta like, look. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Too. You, you got to remember Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are two or the better quarterbacks in the league. I'm not huge on Jones, but they didn't attack Howard at all. At all. I don't think they threw his way once. And then he's the one that caused a fumble on Harris. So, I mean, that's probably why you didn't see a lot of deep balls. They try to attack more underneath than the, but you look at Flores did, he, he was playing the nickel defense. You know, they were, he was daring him to run. And then he was dropping guys back with the offense. So what we did, I think, you know, I kind of mentioned it in our show last week is that I wouldn't be surprised if that was what was run. So they ran a lot of the nickel plays and they were, and then especially in third down, they were man to man coverage and they were still getting open, but you know, yeah, credit we, to Miami's no, defense. That's a good defense too. The strength of Miami's defense. Um, they have strength in their cornerbacks there and their front seven, I thought played really well. Um, I thought they played, you know, obviously you lose Trent Brown in the first fucking series day to day though. That hurt. 
you know, day to day on a 300 pound calf. We'll see. We'll see how Ray, that goes. How does that feel? Ray, day to day. Can you give us some day, insight? Day to day, you're fucked. <laughs> uh, uh, the rest of the offense here, let's bring a little bit. Of, so they were at a 4.2 yards per carry. Uh, Damian Harris did go over 100 yards. Uh, I mentioned earlier, time of possession was 36 minutes to 23, 70 plays to 52. Patriots led in both categories. I did think Aguilar looked good. Uh, Jacoby Myers, sneaky six catches. Didn't seem like he was, he got that many balls to me. Um, and then tight ends, a lot of people are making a big deal out of tight ends. Eight catches for 73 yards, and they, they, we just mentioned that they put the brakes on in the red zone. These guys are going to be bread and butter in the red zone as soon as they trust Mac to throw the ball into the end zone, right? Like, that's going to be who you're throwing to. And the fact that they went up and down the field and those guys were only a little relatively involved in the second half when they finally let Mac throw, I'm not worried about the tight ends at all. Honestly, I'm not worried about their lack of production in this game one bit. As soon as they start throwing the red zone, I expect these guys to start popping. Uh, I was a little surprised, though. Like Bill said, you have Xavier Howard and you have Byron Jones, two of the best cornerbacks, or not best, but better quarterbacks in the league. Why weren't you using your tight ends more? Why weren't you using that seam route? Why weren't you trying to get them involved early? It was just a little weird. And then the second half, they obviously came out with the eight receptions, like you were saying. But still, why not do it early, early and often with these guys? You paid $100 million for these two. Do it. Well, well you got a rookie. Sense. Hold on. Well, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because you have a rookie quarterback who's never played an NFL game before. From the first possession, it was run, 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 run. Training wheels. Let's see. They got down 17 to 10. They had a penalty that brought them back to first and 15. They threw Mac in the shotgun because they needed to. I'm talking in the third quarter now. And he looked good. So they kept going. That's it. If they could have ran the ball 40 times that game, they probably would have. They, they probably would have. They totally yeah. would have. They would have been perfectly fine winning 17 to 16 themselves and Mac Jones throwing the ball 21 times. I think that was what they wanted to do, honestly. And then when they were forced to throw the ball and Mac was picking them apart, like, oh, shit, maybe we can do this. Where they fucked up was the red zone. They should have just kept letting them throw. Because you're right. Once they got the tight ends involved and started moving the pieces, it looked like a – sorry, looked like a Brady offense. Looked yeah, like it, really, it really did. I like what I saw at John and Smith. They were kind of lining him up everywhere. Again, he was playing a little bit of that Aaron Hernandez role, a little bit of that Gronk role, that little hybrid tight end role, which I really like to see. He's fucking quick. You know, again, he had a bad fumble, thankfully. Andrews, you know, jumped on it. But, yeah, to back up your point, yeah, I don't think about Mac Jones, Rich, I don't think they trust him to throw into the end zone because, again, eventually that's going to come. But, you know, you should go into this game and, and just have some – some confidence, you know, practice them. You think about what they did in the whole offense and in and, and the training camp was red zone offense. And then you come out the first game, like Zoe mentioned on the radio today was red zone offense in fucking every single practice was a huge focus, especially to start a training camp. And then you come out there in, the, in week one and you, you shit the bed. Did you not have the plays in the red zone offense or what? But you spend $50 million on two tight ends that, you know, eight catches for 73 yards is great, but we, I want to see those eight catches in the fucking red zone. That's where I want to see your impact is on the red zone. And, and again, to, I'm going to harp on again, three catches for Hunter Henry. That's your red zone. That's your main red zone target. If you look at what he's had success down in, in um, San Diego or LA now with Phillip rivers, eight, nine touchdowns a game. Like he's that guy that can year, get the yeah. back corner a year. Sorry. Like that's the guy you need. And then the week one, you just don't unleash him like that. It's just, I don't know. I don't understand that. Well, they they uh, they protected their rookie quarterback. I think is yeah. the answer there. And Hunter Henry hasn't played all preseason, but I expect the I expect that connection to uh, improve as the season goes on. Real quickly here, I uh, just want to touch on the defense. Seventeen points is seventeen points. You should win that game no matter what. However, um, 
you know, I, I, I think people are making too big of a deal of the defense too. The only thing I'll get on the defense is the end of the game. You had him first and 14 with three minutes left and you couldn't stop. You couldn't get the ball back. You let him get All a first down, up. especially in front of the two minute warning on third down. Your run defense is what you spent a lot of money on. Gotchow, Judon, you have Hightower back, Van Noy, Lawrence Guy, all these guys that can stop the run. And what do you do? You let uh, Gaskell? Gaskins. Gaskins kind of run all over you. And especially big, yards per carry in that game. In big money plays and big money stops, third down before the two-minute warning, the clock was going to fucking stop. If you make that and they're kicking on third down on a stop clock, you have a chance to get into field goal range. It was Nick Folk was three for three. Like, that's where I'm having an issue with is a run defense, especially late in the game, big situations. You spent too much money on that fucking defense to let Miami run all over you with a suspect offensive line. That, they look soft up the middle. That and... Those inside slants, I'm going to blame on coaching. You're you're first and 14, and you're playing 20 yards off, Jalen Mills. They're either running the ball or throwing short. What are you doing giving them that? So – that's where you're missing Stefan. That's where you're missing Stefan Gilmore yep. too. So that's that's, but, that's where you're missing him. But honestly, that's the only thing I'm going to get on him for. I'll tell you, Jonathan Jones had a bad day, um, and. Jawan Williams had a bad day, but anybody covering the Waddle kid had a bad day. That dude's that good. That kid is quick. He's a playmaker. He's good. And we meant to mention Devontae Parker is an absolute Patriots killer. Did Waddle uh, not play last year? Is that what they said in the game? Did, he was in the national championship game, wasn't he? No, he got hurt. He got oh, hurt. It was like, the, it was the, it's the kid in Cincinnati who didn't play. No, oh, Jamar yeah, Chase. that's who it was. No, Jamar Jamar Chase. Chase. He played at one LSU. Of them, one of them sat out. It was Waddle. Set up the whole year. Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy. Waddle got hurt in the beginning of the year, and he missed all last year, and he was the Heisman favorite. Yeah, Chase set up because he's the one that was saying he couldn't catch the ball because it didn't have stripes. No, Jamar instead, Chase, no, Jamar Chase played for uh, LSU. Waddle and Devontae Smith played for, played Alabama. for Alabama. Chase said he couldn't catch the ball and had like seven catches, 114 yards, and a fucking yeah. touchdown. Fuck out of here. Um, other than that, Ray. J.C. Jackson is not a number one cornerback and it's proven they cannot play the defense that they want to play with the cornerbacks in the secondary that they have. They're going to have to adjust. I know it was only 17 points, but if you weren't playing Tua Tagovailoa, it would have been easily. He sucks, Tua. He sucks. Like week four, when you go up against Tom Brady, who's just going to dissect the shit out of J.C. Jackson and make him look like a fucking terrible, terrible quarterback and not the number one because he's not number one. And that's why Stefan Gilmore is needed very fast. Pay this man, give him a contract, front load it for just one year. We just need him here for one year so we can figure it out on the offseason next year. But get this guy back because we are going to get blown out against these top-ranked quarterbacks that are just going to make us look silly. In the well, we year. should be able to shut down the Jets. I think you, you know, at least you got a first test in, in, in Winston. You know, I think you had, you had their defense put them in some pretty short situations and obviously Camara, but that's another team that can throw the football. So maybe you hopefully get your shit together by week four. You know, if hopefully you're on that trajectory where Bill likes to play the first four as excuse me, as an extension of the preseason. And if you can at least get out of there at two to two and two, I mean, you're still in a win for the first four games. I expect three to one. And obviously I'm, I have to temper my expectations now after you piss the game away. But still, I mean, you could still go into Tampa if you can win up the next two going to Tampa, uh, you know, at home, Tampa Bay shit, anything happened. Mac Jones could fucking light it up and you never yeah, know. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. But with this loss, as we wrap up the Patriots talk here, you very realistically could be a one and three team uh, to start this season. Uh, probably two and three because you got Houston in week five. Uh, well, we all thought that. Are you OK with that? No. Because you lost this game. If you won this yeah. game, you'd be flipped. You'd be three and two. 
So no, I'm not okay. You can't you fucking piss the game away in the NFL with the rookie quarterback when it's going to be a tight division. Anybody that takes this, we we started the show off. This is not a moral victory. This is not an okay win. This is a crushing win. Division rival. You're going to be fighting these this team for the playoffs. Maybe the division. You fucked this up. Bad I, loss. I have bad one more loss. It is a bad loss, and I have one more point in that. You can't expect a rookie quarterback, especially completing over almost 75% of his passes in a losing effort where he looked really good. You need that in a winning effort, and you had a very winnable ball game, and you pissed it away. Like, that's a major factor. You pissed away a good Mac Jones game, yep. right? He's he's not going to have 17 good games. You look at Brady's first few starts. He went down to Denver through four fucking picks. Yep. You know, he was, what, two and two through his first four. So, I mean, you look at it. You, you got to look, understand that, but you can't expect to win these games where he's shit. Like your defense needs to do something because he's not going to be 285 every game. No, you know, and you, you pissed away that his good game. You pissed it yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, but they should tighten up everywhere else in the places that probably actually did lose in the game penalties and uh, turnovers. And uh, it's going to be tight all season long, You but you have to get that mojo back of winning close games. Like you did early in, in the Patriots career, you lost it last year with Cam Newton. You lost close games. You need to get that back last uh, Sunday was not a good start. Uh, if, you're feeling bad about that, if you're feeling bad about that kids and you want to calm down, relieve some anxiety. Uh, if it's still stinging a little bit, talk to Dr. Tom down in uh, Rhode Island at back to basics, uh, CBD remedy. That's B A K the number two basics, LLC.com. Get a free, free product with every order. They got stuff for pain. They got stuff for anxiety. They got stuff for sleep. They got stuff for your shitty dogs, Ray. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you put it twice in their day, uh, twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. Uh, it's just an oil drop, boop boop, and it's done. And your dog is fucking normal as hell. Shitty dogs, shitty shoulders. Doctor Tom has the answer. And not only that, he will be your personal CBD expert. He will shoot you an email after your first uh, order. You guys can work out exactly the type of remedy and uh, and products that you need. Just uh. Head to back to basics, LLC.com. B-A-K, the number two basics, LLC.com. Um, okay. Uh, real quickly. Actually, you know what? We're going to skip this. Tune in on Wednesday. We did our around the NFL kind of weekly roundup. Uh, tune in on Wednesday for that because we do got to get to a little bit of baseball talk because the Red Sox are on Dickie's path to the playoffs still uh, after dropping two to three of the White Sox. What's the score currently? No, uh, they play a 10-10 against Seattle in Seattle. Oh, that's right. They're in Seattle this week. Uh, past, our, past our bedtimes. Way sneaky past big, past. sneaky big series, though. Sneaky big. So a little catch up here. Uh, Blue Jays have won nine out of ten there in the second wild card spot, tied with the Sox. Uh, they're a game up on the Yankees. The Mariners and A's have dropped to three games back. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Red Sox dropped two out of three. Tough loss on Sunday with Pavetta on the mound, decent outing there, um, and a. Saturday. Who, who picked a, Lance Lynn pitch though? He might win the Cy Young this year. Yeah, two uh, one. They lost that game, right? Uh-huh. So you know that's probably one you want to chalk up for a loss going in. Saturday, you blew a five run lead, but you come back and uh, last play of the game, Hernandez Kiki, the nice play at second, and a better catch by of all people, Brian Dahlbeck. I know it's Bobby, Bobby Dahlbeck. I'm joke, gonna keep though. saying Brian Dahlbeck. Uh, nice catch. I didn't Dahlbeck. say anything. Bogarts is back. Uh, Chris Sale, I believe, should be back for the Yankees series uh, in next week, the 27th. Damn it, I wish it was Saturday. I just got free tickets. 
Sorry, Billy. Uh, they might pitch him, not against the Yankees. They've been that's their mo. Uh, obviously, Chris Sale went down with COVID. So did Bogarts. Bogarts was two for six over uh, his two games over the weekend with the White Sox. Chris Sale. Barnes, Barnes pitched in uh, AAA yesterday or today. I think he had one inning, one K, hit a batter. But I think he's going to pitch one more inning or two maybe down there, and he'll be up probably by Thursday at the latest, I bet. We'll see if he stays because Danny Santana was hit with COVID and Philip Valdez was hit with COVID, their 12th player, 11th and 12th player. This will not go away. It's not going to go away. The MLB will not let them quarantine uh, and suspend these games. It's just going to keep fucking coming. I don't know what the plan is, but the Red Sox, in my mind and my eye, are still on Dickey's path to the playoffs. I told you, don't get swept by the good teams, beat up on the bad teams. They're currently doing that. Uh, like you said, Bill, sneaky, sneaky, important series here in Seattle. Then you got three against the Orioles and two Orioles, against the Mets. Yeah. So you what's should... your prediction against the Seattle then? Are they a good team or a bad team in your eyes? For your they're a bad pattern? team. They should win two out of three against the Mariners. They should win two out of three, but they're a pretty decent team. They can hit the ball pretty well. I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're fighting out there in the AL West. You know, they're right behind. I don't even know other oh, Houston They're you know, them in the A's are right there. I mean, they're a decent team. They've, they haven't gone away. So, I mean, you see it. The Red Sox have had every opportunity to keep increasing this lead. You know, they're one game up. They've had every opportunity, and they just keep pissing away by poor performances in the last couple of weeks. And I understand uh, even against Chicago, you fought back in the eighth inning, I believe, to tie it 1-1, and gave the lead up right away, and then Hendricks comes in and, and shuts the door right there. I mean, you got lucky to get a oh, extra, extra innings win on Saturday. You know, it's, it's just in a game, I, if I'm not mistaken, they were up 7-1. So five game, run lead. Was it was it, a five run seven one or seven two. Yeah, either way, and then you they let them come march all the way back in the game. They usually won handedly. So I mean, there it's these opportunities that just you can't keep letting them slip away. I mean, you had you probably could have swept this team honestly, but it's just tough. And especially you did steal one against Tampa, but these are the teams that like you got to win these series. Got to win. No, have you been paying attention? Ray knows. Ray gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, I. I laid it out for you for the Red Sox to play 600 ball down the stretch. And that would He's get been on vacation city. a lot. He's been I know, on vacation. I know. I'm sorry. Let me lay it out for you one more time. You have, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm telling you, you just got to take two out of three from the crappy teams and one out of three, one out of four from the good teams. They've done that against the Rays. They've yeah. done that against the White Sox. And now you got your stretch of crappy teams to expand your lead a little bit. The Blue Jays play the Rays six out of the next nine games. There you go. There's a little stretch. The Yankees play some shitty teams. They got the Rangers, they got the Orioles, and they got the Twins. However, the Twins, I believe, just beat them today. So if this is the stretch that the that the Red Sox can make a little bit of uh, a space between them, Blue Jays, and the Yankees. And then after this stretch, you got the Yankees. So if you can take two out of three or at least not get swept, you're going to be in good position there. Um, that's the path. That's Dickey's path to the playoff. The Red Sox are still currently on it, as well as uh, every COVID list possible. So we'll Question. see if they can do it. Yankees, say it's Yankees, Red Sox, Cole, Avaldi, or Sale. You taking the Red Sox? Um, and a one-game playoff. Are you taking the Red Sox in a one-game playoff against any of the – whether it's Toronto or the yeah. Yankees? I'm taking yep. them against the Yankees. I'm not taking them against Toronto. Uh-uh. Toronto's too fucking good, and their offense is – mashing Vladimir Guerrero is tied with Otani for the lead major league lead in home runs. 
you know, they, that, that offense is just fucking cruising. And, and Robbie Ray, he's quietly in the Cy Young race too. He's discussing Ryu. I mean, that the, Toronto's a sneaky good team and hopefully Toronto. Tampa, hopefully Tampa can kind of eliminate them. Cause I'm, I'm with you, Rich. I, I I'd rather take the Yankees. I know they've made some, you know, some, a lot of changes, but you're coming into Fenway. I, I just think Toronto's a better team that's built to match everywhere. They are and better, they, and they've underachieved this year like they underachieve every fucking year based on their talent. And if George Springer can come back and, and be healthy for that game, they're a better team, and they, uh, they've played well against the Red Sox this year. The Yankees are coming back to earth. Same, I said that the Yankees would be coming back to earth. They are. Um, they're not as good as that little stretch that they had. I would much rather. You give me Carrot Cole versus Chris Sale and Fenway, I'm taking – Chris and the, and the Red Sox. I think that's your best path into the playoffs. Um, but like we said, if they get to the play-in game, Bloom will call this season a win, and we'll have a lot to talk about in the offseason. So it's a win-win for us. This has been the Some of Mine Sports Show, September 14th, Fat Tuesday Weekend Roundup. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday for our recap of the first NFL weekend. Bye-bye. 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 Mets too. Oof, they're coming. A little jarring the other night too with the Mets and Yankees. Yeah, Baez and Lindor are fucking mashing right now. Yeah, but the fucking the they must be on your wait. Hold on, are they on your fantasy team? Baez, yes. <laughs> That's the only reason why he cares. Vlad Guerrero, yes. Yeah. Cole, yes. Bill, ask us real yeah. quick if we care. No, I know you don't care. That's why I don't bring it up. I can just well, tell do, by the well, I can tell by the players, the players uh, uh, that he brings up, and he has that stupid smile on his face. Like, but I also Blatt. follow. Yeah, I okay, also Bill. follow. Stop!